Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast. Today, our guest is Dave Crothamer, CEO of QSecure. How are you doing, Dave? Doing great, Tony. Awesome. Hey, awesome, awesome. It's out. We're happy to have you on the show. Um, and, you know, the way we normally start this off is you know, why you telling us a little bit about QSecure, you know, who are you guys helping out there and how do you all transform the way those people work? And QSecure um, is a company that focuses on security. So there's a, a huge threat coming down the pipe from quantum computers and quantum computers are basically circuits made out of atoms. So um, if you think of a conventional computer, like the word size is like 64 bits, but a quantum computer like a 73 quantum bit computer, which Google has the word size equivalent to a Yoda bit, which is equivalent to all the data stored in the world in the last year, uh, which is great for solving these intractable problems, really, really bad for security. So there's a huge threat coming down the pipe in terms of these third world nation states attacking our networks and it's coming really, really quick. And that's the problem we solve. Nice, okay. So basically what would be an example then of one of those computers that we might be a little bit more vulnerable using than we think. Yeah, so, so quantum computers um, can solve problems. So regular computers can solve problems linearly, right? Step by step with a really small word size. So they're great for this like piece of the problem, but mm -hmm. there's, there's a universe of problems that they can't solve. Like if I wanna create new materials or I wanna design a molecule, things that have so many variables associated with them that regular computers can't address. Um, but now basically every large computer company is developing a quantum computer, Microsoft, IBM, Google, Amazon has their own quantum computer. But um, these four nation states um, are, uh, are, are putting all their money into um, quantum computing to hack our networks. We solve those problems and protect you from this coming quantum threat, which is a very serious threat that is coming quickly at all our networks, all our devices, IoT, phones, computers, planes, drones, wireless vehicles, you know, so it's a, it's a threat that's coming really, really quick and is a really, really powerful threat. So then who is your, so who's that, uh, so when you guys are out selling your solution, who are you typically having conversations with? Uh, as far as, you know, what types of companies. And then I'm assuming that your ideal persona is, is, uh, is like a CIO or a technology, a technology leader in a company or someone else otherwise involved in some of that technical security aspect. Is that yeah, fair? So we're, we're focusing on six industries. Um, so it's like banking, payment gateways. Um, our initial funding was by a, a, a large banking institution. So like Stripe, the big banks, um, energy, um, there's a lot of vulnerabilities in our power grid. Government, we have a lot of initiatives with um, the government, and the government really understands this threat because they have to protect these uh, nation states. Um, and uh, so we've got, yeah, we've got six industries. Um, our target persona are either the innovation groups. So these large companies now are absorbing technology through an innovation group, and they're chartered with bringing new technologies in the company. And that's kind of a newer thing, I think. 
um, that the vector, the conduit into these large companies is through a group that's solely focused on innovation. And um, so that's a very fertile ground for us. Um, all the big companies have these innovation groups. We typically mm -hmm. come in through them, but the additional personas, or like you said, are the CIOs. They're the CISOs, the chief security officers. Um, they're the governance board. So right now on a board of directors, you have personal liability for the security of your data. So um, people understand this is a massive threat. Uh, we come in typically through the security layer of the company or the chief innovation officer, the innovation groups. Nice, nice. Well, now that we have a better understanding of um, the market you're going after out there and what you guys do as a company, let's get into our, our uh, recurring theme on the show. And that is where we try to identify or talk to you about your single biggest challenge, uh, the single biggest challenge that you dealt with in the last year as it pertains to hitting your revenue goals and how you address that challenge. What was that challenge for you, Dave? You know, the challenges we face are kind of probably very similar challenges to what most people face in the twofold is that we're introducing really radical new approaches and technology, right, into the market. Um, and um, so the storytelling associated with that is a whole category of stuff that as founders often we're not great at. You know, I think storytelling is a unique gift. Abraham Lincoln, you know, you can go out to, to a lot of really accomplished people and they're just fundamentally great storytellers. And, you know, we're, we're caught up in this technology world. And um, so often we're so far in the detail of things that, you know, explaining it um, so people can conceptualize it. And I'm explaining quantum physics to you. Which is, <laughs> it's quantum physics, yeah. security, computer architecture. So um, I think one of the big challenges is really creating a story um, around complex technology and then taking that story and understanding exactly um, who you need to talk to, how you need to talk to, and then automating it such that that outreach, you're getting directly to the influencer in an organization with a minimum amount of, of uh, labor. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I love that. I'm a personal fan of story selling. <laughs> what we go story selling. And, um, and I, what I'm hearing there is around one of the challenges is being, how do you take something complex and make it simple? And then, you know, make it very targeted so the conversation is relevant to your audience and then how do you get it in front of that audience in the most effective way possible leveraging uh these multiple channels that are created especially as we're in this digital transfer uh digitally transformed world now right wow. so this should be this should be this should be good so so what did you all what did you all do let's let's start here i'm imagining that you know we're sometime in 2020 and you're going about your business and you have an aha moment that says, we need to do this differently, or it is, we're going to do this differently because we could do it better. What was that for you? I have a staff of PhDs, right? And that's not what they uh -huh. do. They don't, yeah. they, they, they love kind of dwelling in the, in the detail. And um, I, the way my brain works is if I don't understand it in a sim simple manner, I don't understand it, period. So I have to get a, a, a graphical understanding of, of it before I can delve down in the details. I don't think from the bottom up as most customers and, and most smart people don't. Most part people have to conceptualize something 
before they can absorb the detailed information. And often when we sell, we start off with speeds and feeds and details and facts and minutia and features. But um, the challenge is we all sound the same, right? Because we're all saying the same thing um, because we're benchmarking against our competition. We're saying they're saying these yeah. three things. I'm going to say these three things and add a fourth thing. In doing so, I sound exactly like they sound. <laughs> so uh -huh. I think um, creating that vector or, you know, you call it story selling, which, which I like, it's so important to really at a conceptual level understand what am I doing differently? What's the permeable thing I'm doing differently? Not do I have two additional features? Because if all you're selling is two additional features, you will fail. Um, so you really have to engage the, the brightest minds anywhere um, to, to, on the storytelling side because they love that. They love kind of being involved in, in the vision and the story. So it's like Simon Sinek always start with why. You got the why, the how, and then you can get into the what because then they're ready to absorb those details. So I, I, I love that. I, I, I made that connection while you were talking. Um, let's get into the fact, though, that most people are not thinking about story selling at all. And I'm curious to know, when did, you, when did this come to mind for you? Like, what was the disruptive event that happened where you said, you know, we need to start telling these stories better. We need to make the complex more simple. Like what, was there a, an event that changed your mindset or got you thinking that way that you could call out or recall that you could share with us? Sure, I think, you know, when, when we started, you know, we were pitching our products and, you know, the feedback we were getting is like, love your energy, love what you're doing. I have no idea what you're doing. Um, so, so, you know, the conversations were great. They were fantastic yeah. conversations, but uh -huh. at the end of the day, they didn't lead to the outcome that we'd hoped um, because they got the excitement. They got that this is a big deal. Everyone's like, this is a really big deal. I don't understand it. And so <laughs> you were faced with this existential challenge is like, you can create a lot of excitement around things and get right up to a sale or right up to something. And then at the end of the day, if, if you don't really internalize it for them, uh, they're just going to turn off. So we realized that, that we had to do that to really help people understand the essence of what we're doing and why we're different without mm -hmm. just kind of going, there's two, three points. That part's not hard, but really creating the essence of the vision instantiated in the product. Um, just, it, it gets you into, it gets you over that hump with, with when you're selling, because if people believe what you believe and believe in you, mm -hmm. then they'll buy anything, right? I mean, it, right. it's, it's not a selling process anymore. Yeah. Um, it's a solutioning process. It's a trusted advisor relationship, right? Yep. But you have to create that by, by speaking to their one, two or top one, two or three problems, challenges in the company, and really creating a compelling story around how you're going to solve them. I love that. One or two, three challenges as a company and speaking to how you're going to solve it. And it sounds like you're saying that, you know, you all, have a very important product. Um, people see and they're thinking about it and they're like, this is important. But the deal is ultimately they weren't closing. It wasn't turning into sales perhaps. And that is the piece that said, we got a lot of engagement, but they're not buying. So we need to work on telling the story differently. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think this is a common problem. I think everyone, anyone in technology faces this. It's like, um, 
you know, it, I have a firm belief that because I was a CIO, I was behind the other side of the seat that if you're not speaking to what keeps me up at night, one, I don't care. Fortunately, I'm in the security business. Everyone is freaked out about security, right? So um, we've got it. We're on there, definitely on the top of the list. Some of the challenge we run into is like, why now? Why not? Why don't I wait a year? Right? This is yep. really important. This is so. You also have to create a compelling event that says now is when you need to act, and that's a, another key element of the story. Right? Is just it's, it's why now? So we don't have to convince people this is a huge problem. This is a massive problem, but you know, it's the why now. So you got to really, really speak to why now, why you need to get up out of your chair and sign a PO for me um, right now. And, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so we've done a good job at just really compartmentalizing this into something that's, that's immediate, that's actionable and like, you know. So tell me, Dave, then how did you all do it? So you guys realized that you had to do this I imagine that, you know, maybe were there some new skills, were there some new people you all had to enlist? Uh, did you have to change the way you, you, you thought about your model? What, what changes did you all have to make in order to pursue this new avenue of uh, story selling and make your stuff easier for people to understand? You know, I, like I have a, a like super advisor who is, was the CTO at one of the largest security companies in the world. And he created the foundation for most of this and, and great guy. He's also a sales, sales this guy. And um, he got it in like a minute. Like he just literally went through it. He's like, I get everything about it. I'm gonna help you with the story. So it's finding those people and, and really just engaging with them and pushing on them, right? To help mm -hmm. you. And, um, but finding creators, finding people who are storytellers and creators. And so it's creating your ecosystem, I think is the most critical element of that. And, you know, it's just outreach. It's reaching out to people who you believe are, are the people, but doing it and getting out of your bubble, right? Because we suffer, mm -hmm. we suffer in our echo chamber, right? We really suffer from a messaging perspective. It's the worst place to develop content. Right, right. So insulated in your own little facts and details. Um, so I love that. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Um, so then let's get to this part then. You guys set out on this journey of, telling great stories in order to improve your close rate. Let's call it that, right? More people that are interested and excited about this thing actually buy. So, you know, that was part of the journey for 2020. How'd it go relative to, to you know, what was that uptake that you saw as you all solved for that problem? You got the right people involved. Um, what results did you see? Were you satisfied with those results? Yeah, so, so I think 2020, we just started communicating. I mean, it was our first shot. You know, we've been working on technology for a while. And so um, I, I think the result is we've had more engagement than we're capable of delivering on, in both in enterprise, government, everyone. So, so it's, uh, it's done very, 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 very well, actually beyond our capability to respond to it, which is a good problem. It's a high-class problem, right? Um, so I think, um, yeah, I mean, the outcome is going to be positive. So I'm wondering... When you think about um, improving these sales conversations with story selling, would that be kind of your measure of success or would there be some other KPI that you would look at overall to say, hey, this is actually getting better? Um, maybe there are fewer meetings um, because the quality of those meetings are getting better with story selling and then your close rate goes up. But there are always these other factors besides just close rate that are impacted, right? So I'm curious what your perspective is on that. Yeah, I think I think there's two dimensions to that. The way I view it is, you know, 
there's the most important element is getting to the right person, right? Is targeting the right meeting. We tend to kind of think about volume as a positive indicator, but it's not. The less meetings you have, the better you are um, because you have honed your story and you've honed the person you're telling it to you to a point where, where your win rate is, you know, significant. So I think, um, you know, I, I mean, I've always said at bats are a great thing, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm adapting my perception of that a bit in that um, at bats are super important, but the real key is this hyper-targeting, this automated hyper-targeting. So I'm getting to the right person with the right message at the right time in the right venue and in the right way. And I'm creating a relationship. So it's not one message, right? It's a whole series of communication and relationship building because um, you got to build trust and to build trust, you know, relationships take time. Communication is multi-steps, right? You know, we know that people don't even respond until after a certain uh, number of dimensions. So I think you have to think about the relationship yeah. and think about what the dimensions and the contact points in that context. And so it's optimizing that pipeline of interest to close and optimizing the person and optimizing those touch points. And those, that's challenging, right? So right. I think, um, I think I'm, I'm all in favor of less meetings and all in favor of automating those touch points. Um, where we can develop a relationship and get to the next level. Yeah. Nice. Well, I got a lot of good notes coming out of this conversation with you today, Dave. I appreciate you uh, joining the show and um, having this conversation with me. Uh, let me ask one more thing as we wrap it up for our people. Um, what is that one piece of advice based on your experience that you would like to share with other sales leaders out there? Um, you know, I've been in some great ecosystems where the sales guys were phenomenal. I was in the Oracle ecosystem, just brilliant salespeople. And I think, you know, um, the ethos of these brilliant salespeople is one, having a passion for your customer. Um, the other is really caring, right? I mean, you've got to care. If you don't care, you're in the wrong profession if you don't care about creating great win situations. And I think it's, it's really, it's just, you know, there is a science of selling. And you know, embracing it as best you can. You're in a wonderful time. We're in a time when there's technologies and sales tools and techniques that really allow us to embrace the science of it. And, and so I would just, you know, I would as best you can um, just embrace the technology, embrace these optimized ways of engaging um, as hard as you can, and you will see results. I mean, it it will result in success. Um, but we just, we've got to embrace the kind of nerdy scientist in us um, around this process. And, you know, you're a great example of that, right? You've done a lot of Six Sigma work. And so stop, uh, as, as best you can, stop treating it as an art form and more of a, more of a science project, um, but still maintain that humanity that you're doing this because you care about people and you really want to create winning situations. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of in a nutshell. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, uh, thank you for joining the show. Uh, hope that, uh, thank you for sharing and leaving some of those takeaways with us. Dave Crothamer from Q Secure. We will see you on the way up. Thank you for being a part of Transforming Sales. Thanks a lot. Take care, Tony. All right.